victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. For all of you who delight in dread fantasize about fear and glorify gore welcome home this is the podcast every week proves the horror never ends and each episode we seek out and we review a brand new horror movie and we then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes we do include spoilers for the new film however we always wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature and we will let you know before we do so with a spoiler alert if you uh, don't want to hear the spoilers if you haven't checked out the movie yet just uh you know, turn us off at that point. Promise you won't miss a thing. You can pick it up later. Uh, we generally assume that uh, if you're listening, then you've probably already seen the classic film, uh, especially this one. <laughs> I think this one was real big in the theaters. Uh, and then it's been very, very big every year. Up, I think, what, through eight sequels or seven sequels before they took the 10-year break? Is that about right, Brian? Yeah. Uh, seven, I believe. Yeah? Yeah. Well. When you got a horse, why not kick it to death? <laughs> well, well, we'll definitely spoil anything that's been out been out for at least a year. And uh, from time to time, we we are going to use some four letter words. That's why we have a little e on the podcast when you pull it up, guys. So uh, you know, expect us to be R rated. Uh, I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co host uh, Philip and Brian. How's it going, guys? It's going good. I'm back, bitches. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. You were out there today, man. So yeah, you- man. Great podcast, though, guys. I, I listened to it. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man. Um, we tried, you know. Um, yeah. Well, hey, man, since you're the one who was out, uh, you probably got, what, two cool, two cool of the week, right? One for each week, or were you doing too much moving? While on a search for kids' movies for our Halloween episode, uh, I came across Little Monsters on Netflix. You guys ever uh, seen that? Awesome. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Fred Savage, man. See, people used to uh, uh, make fun of me when I was a kid because I looked just like him. And, oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so, I, I don't know. I always loved that movie. I, didn't, I never even realized that it was Howie Mandel. Totally overacted, and he's definitely summoning some uh, Beetlejuice in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. it, was, it was good. It was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Summoning Beetlejuice or Drop Drop Dead Fred, right? Yeah, it, it, that and and an awful lot of cocaine, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did that, and uh, I watched the uh, the first episode of The Walking Dead. I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was okay. We're yep. we're we're kind of getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I was I was <laughs> very happy hard, with though. it. I was. Brian, yeah. Have you checked it out, Brian? Not yet. I, but I've been hearing a lot of a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. Same here. Nothing super special, but nothing to get upset about either. So. 
All right. Uh, Brian, what about you, man? Um, I got three quick little things. Um, first, uh, I got to do a couple of the 31 days of uh, horror episodes with the League of Geeks. Nice. Um, kind of kind of last minute they needed somebody and um i did the lost boys and uh the burbs oh nice so, yeah yeah you got a lot of feedback on the on the uh, page about that one man yeah so uh i know the lost boys episode is out right now and uh the burbs will be out here soon um they're just quick little little 20 30 minute little episodes so um definitely cool. those guys those guys are awesome Steve, especially, um, that's the episode I did with, uh, and, um, we are planning a League of Geeks, uh, Horror Returns, uh, crossover episode here coming soon. So awesome. everybody, everybody be looking for that. And then I, a couple of days later, I was on the Mac Nez podcast oh, and that we talked, heard. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we talked three. a little, yeah, Season of the Witch, which is an awesome movie. Absolutely, man. My my favorite of of, of the entire franchise. Yeah. Really? So, yep. So uh, definitely uh, those episodes are out right now. So uh, it was a lot of fun with those guys. Everybody already knows Kevin. Kevin's awesome. Had a lot of fun. And my last my last thing real quick is um, I started the audio book for It. Ah, oh, okay, cool. That's a good idea. Uh, this move, I, I'm only like probably an hour into it and mm-hmm. it's already uh, pretty explicit, pretty graphic. Yes. Um, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. It's very, it just listening to it. I'm envisioning everything they're saying and mm-hmm. definitely so far where I'm in the book, a lot of this shit couldn't have been in the movie cause right. it is pretty crazy. So, uh, definitely um rated very high so uh if anybody hasn't read or listened to the book i totally recommend it it's me i'm gonna have to do that mm-hmm. i'm uh i'm rereading it as we speak yeah and uh next week i'll have a, a little update um on uh what is it uh, the dark tower uh which um past guest uh jay uh mm-hmm. provided for me so i'll have a little update on that appreciate it jay um so far just a little bit i've listened to it um makes me hate the movie even more because <laughs> <laughs> that, that that movie should have been like a at least three movie epic trilogy yeah. so for sure uh have a little bit more on that next week yeah it makes sense man um yeah it's uh before i get into the cool of the week i have a little announcement to make um we are going to be attending the. Uh, we just got our, our uh, got approved for our press passes uh, yesterday. Got an email, so we will be attending the uh, the Wizard World convention in Austin. Uh, yeah, Phil, what do we got? I think we're going on Sunday the nineteenth, right? I believe that's the plan. Awesome. All right. So if you guys are anywhere near Austin, Texas, are you going to be going to Wizard World? Look us up. We'll be there. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some stuff to bring with us to give out. Um, and we'll try to, we're going to try to set up a few interviews. So hopefully we can talk to a couple of, couple of people and bring you guys more of that kind of stuff. So stay tuned for that. My nice. cool of the week, hands down, no doubt about it. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Uh, I'm only three episodes in, but uh, Stranger Things 2. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> really good. I haven't yeah. started it. I didn't want to bring nothing up until I was done, but I, I'm I'm about right. like three or four in. Yeah, I'm not pretty awesome. 
I'm not. Yes. Oh, dude, it, it better than the first season, and it's so oh, wow. cool because they kept all the same talent. Um, they 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 were able to get everybody to come back, and they've got a couple of really <laughs> great additions to the cast as well. And um, it, it's some things I wasn't expecting, Brian. Like there were some new characters that showed up that I think are really going to add a lot to the story. Yes. Um, um, so far, everything I'm seeing, I I have no problems with this show, not one bit. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It, it's it's it, there's nothing anachronistic in it, man. I I would say whoever these Duffer brothers that that do this show, I hope they, I just hope they have a very very long career because. It's literally like you're you've stepped out of 2017 and, and into 1984. Literally, it's mm-hmm. like every single thing about the TV show reminds me of when I was was w- when I was in that in that period. You know, uh, I mean, they just do a bang up job, and um, yeah, it's like they've got the perfect cast. Wouldn't you guys agree? <laughs> Absolutely, and and. Kids. The one thing I would say, if they're going to continue like a couple more seasons with these kids, they they mm-hmm. have to they have to keep filming because you you can sure. you do notice that the kids are slightly older, yeah, voices a little a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah, but it, it's great, definitely. And everybody out there, please stop with the spoilers on social media. Oh yeah, come on. <laughs> Get a life. Is there a bunch of them? I haven't even. There, yeah. there's, a few, uh, there's a few. I've had time um, to <laughs> I, I had to go to work, so I couldn't start when it came out at midnight. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to check my Facebook, and like the first like five things that popped up was Stranger Things, and I had right. to like just turn it off real quick. So yeah. uh, that, there's, there's a little, there's a little like bit legit out there. plot points. Well, I, it's just kind of like bringing up characters. Like, why did oh, you do that? And oh, you know, I, yeah. I, I just kind of want to. I just kind of want to be surprised. I don't want to be expecting this character to do something. Just I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. All right. Well, uh, with with that being said, Brian, you got some news for us, man. Let's see. I'm gonna do my uh, weekly box office update. Geostorm open with a disappointing 13.7 million. Oh. What? <laughs> with also a nine a 9.7 uh, overseas with the opening weekend total of 23.4 million. That's all overseas. Yes. Are you serious? Like Jillion to make, I'm sure. No yeah, doubt. I believe it was. Uh, I could. I didn't. I didn't get that part in my notes. I believe it was like 120 million. Holy shit! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so uh, very weak, very weak uh, opening weekend. Hmm. Um, gonna start off with a little comic book movie news. Uh, are you guys familiar with Shazam? Uh, I, I can't believe what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like the Shazam. weirdest weirdest casting news. Um, I've only seen this guy in a couple things, but Zachary Levi has been casted as Shazam. <laughs> okay, Philip, do you know who this guy is? Uh, Zachary Levi sounds familiar. Uh, who is look, he? You gotta look him up on IMDb. Have you guys ever seen it? Uh, heard That's of a TV from, show called Chuck? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm that confused. Guy. This this guy is supposed to be Henry Cavill's like equal and fighting characters like uh his his main villain is Black Adam who is going to be played by The Rock. The Rock. 
yeah, that would be like the world's shortest fight, I think. I mean, the movie does not. The movie is due to come out in 2019. He is going to have to hit the gym until mm-hmm. then. He, <laughs> yeah. he does. He does not. I mean, Henry Cavill is a, a big guy and he, he looks small compared to the rock. So just, I, I just can't imagine small compared to the rock. There's nothing he can do. That's <laughs> <gonna picture. laughs> so the, this casting was just kind of out of nowhere. Um, I, uh, it kind of took away the interest for me. Um, when I heard uh, David F. Sandberg, who did Lights Out and uh, Annabelle Creation, I was a little intrigued. Mm-hmm. But I, did, I don't, I don't know where this casting came from. Mm. It just kind of threw me for a loop there. So, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Guess we're gonna find out, man. Uh, this next bit of news, Lance. This should make you happy. It should make up for Shazam. Uh, the sequel to 47 Meters Down is going to be called 48 Meters Down. <laughs> what? Yes. Why is there a sequel? <laughs> are you kidding me or are you serious? No, they are going to extra meter for this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Is this, is this from the Asylum or what? <laughs> no, that has to be is... on the movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, this, is, uh, this is actually a real thing. It is a direct sequel. So oh, no. Uh, no. Is it going to um, be the same the same uh, actors? Oh my gosh! I hope not. Holy shit! How stupid could they be to get to be getting that same fucking boat in that same fucking case? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if Matthew Modine is still the guy that's the captain, <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, but it. Oh, Fede Alvarez, uh, he's the one that's uh, rebooting the uh, Girl with the tag, uh, Dragon Tattoo franchise uh, right. with the movie called uh, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Sure. He's casted uh, Sylvia Hoax, and if people don't know her, she played um, the android uh, Love in Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I like her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so she will be in the movie along with the actress that I totally forgot her name right now that is playing the lead character. Okay. But, uh, oh. Look on our past episodes for that because that oh, was on cool. there. We talked you, about it. You got yeah. me. You got me interested. <laughs> yeah, I thought she. I thought she was great. You know, mm-hmm. she uh, for the character she played. Yeah. So um, I thought it's good casting. I like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, any uh, any of you guys fans of the old video game Contra? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who didn't love that, man? Uh, Konami that made Contra is making a live action TV series. TV <laughs> series? What? Of Contra? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she like a double dragon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That and be awesome. Uh, I have a little giveaway here. I okay. have, let's see, I don't even know where I put it now. Um, damn it. Um, oh, here it is. Is it autographed by Dan Street Fighter paraphernalia? Oh, I wish. I would have kept that for myself. <laughs> um, recently, uh, just came out on Blu-ray, is uh, a movie directed by Freddy Krueger, Robert England himself, uh, 967 Evil. Yes. I don't know if you guys are... Yes. Uh, that it. recently okay. just came out on Blu-ray, and I have a copy I will give away to the first person that emails us the code for Contra. 
for mm. extra life. Oh, classic. Nice. That's nice. good. That's a good idea. <laughs> so uh, email us at the what, uh, the horror returns at gmail.com and yeah, first person it. that gets it in will uh, get this Blu-ray copy. Fantastic. Yeah, I love that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a classic. Cheesy, um, cheesy fun. Let's see. Uh, more TV news. Uh, Clive Barker is working on a Nightbreed TV series. That could work out. Yes. And possibly a Dead Ringers TV series with David Cronenberg's support. What? Yes. But they were twins, and like, didn't they both die or something? Or uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember the film that well, and I'm like, how are they going to pull that off? Um. I think uh, Dead Ringers is, is is in talks right now, so that's not really beside the talks. It's not really a thing. So, but I know he's really pushing this Nightbreed TV series, which I think I always I always yes. love the movie. Me too. It's almost like a kind of X Men ish, but you know, with monsters. Mm-hmm. So I, I really would like to see like more in that world, and I think it could be really cool. Uh, Phil, well, plus with the TV series, they can. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time, but I mean, with the TV series, I feel like they can do like a slow burn kind of thing and make it work a lot better than sure. they would in a movie. Yes. So uh, I'm all for the whole horror moving to TV thing. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think that's a great idea. That seems uh, that seems like the perfect uh, the perfect uh, short story. Actually, I think he wrote two or three short stories about Midian or novellas or whatever. I think that was just one of them. And yeah. I believe that, um, if I'm not mistaken, our friends over at Hel- Helming Power Hour did that, um, what, maybe four or five months ago, I think they did Nightbreed, and they were talking about how it would have made a, a great TV series, because there's so many stories, you know, that mm-hmm. could be told. So I didn't they do spot on. Didn't they, didn't they do a book where they crossed over with uh, Hellraiser? I'm pretty sure they did, man. I'm pretty sure oh, they did. Cool. I've read I've read a number of his uh, his his short stories and his books, and I don't I don't remember that specifically, but those two universes seem like they'd go together really well, you know. Cool. Okay, on to a little bit of not really news, but I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about this. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, he wants to do a kids Ghostbuster style Netflix show. Okay, uh, I'm not mad at it. I mean, I, I remember watching the Ghostbusters cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he wanted to do like a live action, like with kids. Oh, uh, with the kids. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So. All right. Well. Yeah, I just uh, kind of want to see what you guys thought because you know right now it kind of seems like Netflix is buying up every TV show, movie idea. Mm-hmm. So I I can kind of see this one working, and um, I think he would be more hands on with it. You know, because there was a lot of things he wanted to do with the with the with the new Ghostbusters movie, and uh, I don't think exactly the the last one that came out is what he wanted to do. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, more on that when it comes out. And our last bit of news might kind of be sad to fans of the movie, uh, fans of uh, what we do in the shadows. Uh, mm-hmm. Great movie. Uh, Taika Waititi, the director, also the uh, director of next week's Thor, uh, says the sequel Werewolves is not happening anytime soon. 
Hmm. Okay. So well, nothing. Nothing has even been written. Gotcha. So. That's cool, man. I mean, really, you know, I, I I wouldn't be too mad if they even just left that alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of look at that that movie the way I look at Spinal Tap. That the movie okay. This is Spinal Tap. It's kind of like yeah. each one of them is perfect as a standalone entity. I don't really think they need they need sequels. So I'm cool with that. And and it's to be expected. I mean, when you get a when you get your next movie to direct and it's Thor. Mm-hmm. Not only Thor, but you got the Hulk and you got everybody showing up in it. It's sure gonna take a lot of your time. So yeah. And Thor, the every trailer I've seen looks fantastic. So yeah, this guy's gonna get a lot more work. Mm-hmm. So well, it's more I, like a comedy, but yeah, I'm I'm excited yeah. about it. Uh, Lance, I'm I'm right there with you. If this was like left alone as its own thing, I would be fine with it because it, it's great mm-hmm. on its own. So sure, yeah, me too. And uh, that is the news. All right, then, boys. Uh, let's take our little trip. Uh, Brian, what's our what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? First one we're going to talk about is Angelica, starring Jenna Malone. Janet McTeer and Ed Stopper, directed by Mitchell Lichtenstein. <laughs> the only thing I know he's done, he did that movie Teeth. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, before we get into the review of this trailer, I just realized, I, I guess this movie came out overseas in 2015. Okay. Wow. So... I don't even know if it's even available over here now. But uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Uh, <laughs> I, I could probably do without it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't exactly blown away. <laughs> like a period piece. At first, like, I, right. I started turning it on and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what was happening. It could be a good. It could be a good uh, Netflix midnight show. Yeah, yeah. I, I there's a lot of things that that Jenna Malone's popped up in that I, I'm I'm not too big of a fan of hers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, was She's that El- was that Melisandre from Game of Thrones in the trailer? Uh, was it? I don't know. <laughs> Could I mean, I, it's I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the trailer again. But I was right? just asking. So. <laughs> well, that that'll give you it right there. If you don't even want to watch the trailer again, which want to watch the movie? Okay. This won't um, be, this won't be one of our uh, one of our films. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So uh, again, the movie came out like three, two, three years ago. Um, <laughs> that tells I, you probably I, everything you need to know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why the trailer is being released now or right. if it's even out. So, if any, uh, just look at uh, uh, any of our pages and I'll keep everybody updated if anybody wants to watch it. So, right. just going to go ahead and move on to the next trailer, which is the second trailer for Bright, the new Netflix show or movie, sorry, right. uh, starring Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, Numi Rapace. Jay Hernandez right. and Edgar Ramirez, directed by David Ayer. Ugh. Also, also written by Max. <laughs> Hold on, I wrote down some um, some movies that David Ayer's done, and oh, hear I love me out. A lot of his stuff. Yeah, 
this is why I think this movie is going to be good because when I watch it, I kind of get a training day type vibe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, movies he's done that are in that kind of realm of movies is uh, End of Watch, Street mm-hmm. Kings, and Harsh Times. Yeah, and those and, were all three great movies. Yeah. And he's also done Fury, which I love Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Not bad. So, and uh, this is written by Max Landis, who who did Chronicle and other movies I jot, jotted down. He did, uh, he written, he's wrote uh, Dirk Gently, the TV show. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard a lot about that. You've told me a lot about that. Yeah, American Ultra. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Philip, a movie you brought up like a while ago, uh, Mr. Right. With, uh, Mr. Sam Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's written that, so. Hmm. Huh. It was it was kind of quirky, cool, man. I, this thing might be okay. It just it looks super fucking weird. It's kind of an obscure idea to bring out there, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I I'll give him some points for originality. Yeah, so and I think it's got a great cast. Yeah, right. I mean, so how 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 bad can it be with Will Smith? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> I, I feel like they're trying to push. It's not. It's not PG. Will Smith and many many f bombs he dropped in the trailer. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they made that quite clear, didn't they? And if you wouldn't have told me that was Joel Edgerton, I would not have even thought it was. No uh, he plays he plays his partner, the orc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I'm all in. And uh, Lance, uh, you had messaged uh, a great idea for a, a companion movie with this. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Alienation. You ever seen that one, <laughs> Phil? I don't think I've ever seen it. With uh, James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. And uh, one no, of them's a human and one of them's an alien. And uh, the aliens are like, um, I, I guess they're like being integrated into our society. And so they, they <gasps> oh. up. it's a good movie. Yeah, I remember that one. Man, I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, cool I'll watch that. that. That'd be a good pick. Um, right. the, the only thing I'm worried about with Bright is everything you guys say is, is spot on. Ayers has done some great stuff. It's got a fantastic cast. Max Landis is a really good is re- a really good young writer. I just do not want to see Suicide Squad two. That's yeah. All well, I'm about. a lot's come out with with him about that that he didn't really have full control of the movie. Mm-hmm. So oh, I think you, that, I, I think that's why he's, I don't even think he's doing the second one. He, okay, they took so, him off of doing it. So you're, so you're thinking that since this is Netflix, there's a little bit of a, um, there, there's kind of, there's kind of an unspoken word out there that Netflix is really good about letting its creators be creators and not like yeah. reining them in. So, Instead of having the studio push their ideas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys, yeah, you guys are selling me on this for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if if this if this is like Suicide Squad, then David Ayer, you know, you could shut the hell up, and that you 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 take part of the blame for Suicide Squad. But if this is like Fury or End of Watch or one of the movies, then then I'm I'm all on board. Cool. Yeah, makes sense, man. Uh, release date. Just be, you know, it's got Will Smith. How bad can it be? Yeah, um, <laughs> <That'll work>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will be streaming on Netflix December twenty second. And you've already got it on our list, so we'll be seeing it. Our, yep, and on to our final trailer, which will be Winchester: The House That Ghosts Built. 
Okay. Based on true events, this is starring uh, Helen Mirren, Jason Clark, and Sarah Snook. Directed by uh, a couple of guys that directed a movie we'll be reviewing later. Uh, uh, Michael and Peter Spirig. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of Winchester? I, I liked it, man. I liked the look of it. And all I could keep thinking of was the uh, After Midnight episode where uh, Denny had Jay Black on there. Where they okay. talked about <laughs> they talked about the the Winchester house. So this is this is based on true events. Yes. Um, what it, it kind of reminded me of that murder hotel a little bit, like the Devil in the White City story, the guy that created the hotel in Chicago with all the trap doors and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. murder people in there. Yeah. Um, what Philip? You probably do you know the backstory of this at all? This Winchester. I house? don't. No, but I'm kind of excited to see it because I like the uh, the based on true story type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm down, man. I, yeah, I, I don't really know much about it, but I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, and there, there's not too much that Helen Mirren's in that I don't like. So right. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's still and she's still gorgeous, man. I don't care. I don't care how, how old she is. She's still a looker, man. You know what? I am right there with you. Have you ever seen the pictures of when she was young? Oh my god! They took they took a <laughs> okay. Th- this was like the strangest thing. They took a picture of her in her mid twenties mm-hmm. and did a side by side. Uh, she could she looked like uh, what's that? What is her Jennifer Lawrence? Ah, there, really? There's yeah. a side by side comparison of when she was torn in her twenties, mm-hmm. and they did. They took a picture of Jennifer Lawrence now, and they look like they were sisters. Sure, it was like the craziest. Helen Mirren, the one that did uh, Caligula. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I that that was not the movie I thought you were going to say. <laughs> she's done a lot. She's she's done a lot of movies over the years. Well, that's, she got all naked in that one, didn't she? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Stuck in my mind, man. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, Winchester, the house that Ghost built, is coming out February second. Cool. And put it, put it on the, our list, Brian. I hope it I is. Do. It is on there. I am very intrigued. True events. The house, uh, the look of the house, uh, definitely uh, got me intrigued. And it's Helen Marin and also Jason Clark. I like Jason Clark. So uh, uh, February second, I'll put it on the list. And that is our last trailer. Philip, we got any feedback this week, man? Uh, looks like all the t-shirts we sent out for our iTunes reviews have uh, found their home. Uh, Lars from Denmark says, thanks for the t-shirt, guys. Now I can have the perfect Halloween. You rock. Okay. No, you rock, Lars. Thank you. Uh, Art from Cali uh, says, just an update. If anyone's interested, my son watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street and laughed the whole time. he uh he loved it but was really amused when the scary stuff went down uh now he wants to watch the rest and isn't scared at all might have a little horror freak on my hands well well all spelled in as well (laughs) uh gene turner says uh i couldn't agree more with your review of geostorm uh the end scene with them on the dock made me laugh out loud 
I'm sure it was meant to make you laugh, but there were a lot of other times when I laughed, and I don't think I was supposed to. <laughs> I was entertained. <laughs> uh, also, you guys mentioned the movie Roller Coaster. Uh, I saw that in theaters when it first came out and liked it at the time. I don't know if I still would. Uh, great show, guys. All right. Well, thank, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, regarding the movie The Burbs on uh, Brian's 31 Day of Horror list, uh, Beatrix Harper says, Oh, God, this movie is incredible. It, it is fun. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> right. Uh, Rico Wally, uh, thank you for posting this. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, and not many people I know have seen this little cult classic. Oh man, there you go! I haven't seen it forever, Brian. How how did it how did it stand up on this showing? Oh, I I still love it. I um okay. I said it in my review on the League of Geeks. Um, eighties Tom Hanks is probably my favorite Tom Hanks. So, oh yeah, it's it's yeah. it's definitely it's. It's got a little bit of horror elements, and but it's a family movie. You can watch it with, with the kids, and it's fun, and it definitely holds up. Yeah. It, it, a lot of that Tom Hanks stuff holds up, man. It's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Loblad says, uh, okay, Philip and Lance, let's finish this shit in Houston. Hashtag beat LA, uh, okay. which is not going to happen now because we lost last night. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it ain't over yet, dude. <laughs> as, yeah. of our, as of our recording, <laughs> by the time well, yeah, this is on the air, we'll, we'll probably they'll either be down three or the, or they'll be tied again, right? By by the time this show yeah. gets posted tomorrow. Yeah, we got Keiko in today. I'm hoping he can pull some shit off, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll be up up by a game. But either way, not gonna be able to finish it in Houston anymore, which sucks. Oh well. Since we're talking sports, go Rockets five and one. Yeah. Whoa. Good start, man. On track to kill the league. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey, and congratulations uh, on your uh, Cowboys today, Phil. Oh, yeah. That was a, a an ugly game if I've ever seen one, but <laughs> it wants everything else our way, and I'll take it. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Alan Easterling, uh, Jesse Bollinger isn't allowed in Mississippi unless he's escorted by five members of the National Guard, three state troopers, Two police officers, of which ever town he is in, and the cat. What? <laughs> Those are our uh, Horocopia buddies. <laughs> is there a story behind that? <laughs> oh yeah, you need to fo- yeah you need to follow the. Uh, uh, that's this is a good time to plug to plug another podcast for our listeners. If you guys haven't heard Horocopia. Um, yeah. yes, I will admit sometimes they talk everything but horror when they get into. Uh, uh, snakes with British accents, uh, the macho man <laughs> speaking to them, being interviewed literally from the grave. And uh, <laughs> they did have a spider named Lavelle, but they've killed him off, spoiler alert. But uh, since they talked to Mach from beyond, maybe they can still talk to him from beyond, too. So, yeah, this is, uh, if you follow the Facebook page. Mississippi, apparently. Yeah, follow, follow the Horacopia Facebook page, and, and and you'll understand what the what this shit's all about. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, Jesse's been doing Jesse and uh, Kevin's been doing a lot of uh, great shows with the uh, with their jump scares for uh, for Halloween. Oh, little, yeah. little little episodes. Those are great. Oh. So def- definitely check those out. Great show, guys. Um, let's see what else we got. One more. Okay. Uh, oh well. Hey, from Jesse Bollinger. Uh, we're <laughs> we're all aware of how much you guys don't like the amazing witchboard. 
<laughs> says, uh, what do you guys think of Night of the Demons? Uh, directed that, by the same director. That is one of my that is one of my go to Halloween movies. That yeah, no, I'm sorry, Demon. Kevin. Uh, what is the director, Kevin Tenney? Ten, Tenney? Uh, yeah, I think, I think Naz has an interview with him coming up, man. Oh, yeah, next show great. Something. Yeah, that was a great episode, great interview. But I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, Night of the Demons is is his better movie by far. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll bet. And I'll bet that I mean, Kevin aside from Tony Katane. <laughs> right. I bet Naz didn't ask him a single question about anything except fucking Witchboard, huh? Oh, speaking of Night of the Demons, uh, uh, posted on our Facebook group, uh, Patrick got a nice picture with uh, Linnea Quigley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Yeah, that That's was pretty awesome. awesome right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Lars from Denmark, of course, says, I love Witchboard. Saw it twice in the theater back in the day. Ah, he was just looking for that Tawny Katane scene. Yeah, <laughs> right. there was probably nothing else out in the theater. Yeah. Says, uh, and then I bought a Ouija board and uh, played with my friends, and we were all freaked out. Well, that's what Ouija boards are for, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Witch board, not so much. Sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think that's it for uh, feedback today. Thanks to everybody who reaches out to us. Uh, we love it. As always, you can reach out to us at our Facebook or Podbean page, or you can email us directly at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from you. Let us know what's up. And leave an iTunes review. We need some iTunes reviews for favor. And you win a t-shirt. Yeah. Or a koozie. I think we're going to make some uh, print some koozies up, guys. I think that's a great uh... idea. Yeah, I'd like to ha- I'd like to have some ready in time for the uh, Texas Frightmare weekend. That's my goal. I think that I would like be that. a little little bit cooler than just handing out the cards, you know. Something oh, yeah. that we can actually use, you know. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Kind of about to start looking into what the cost would be to to make some of those, and we'll we'll go from there. But uh, I'm gonna buy yeah. just a piece of beer and give it to him in our koozie. Perfect. Yeah, Lance, uh, you should uh, should ask the guys over at Binge. They they do a lot of uh, merchandising. Yeah, I might uh, I might I might ask them about it. I've got I've kind of got a hookup for the t-shirts uh, family member that uh, that does those. So I'm not out a lot of expense on those. So we'll we'll see if he can do koozies too, man. We might be able to get a really really good price. All right. Zach Baxter with the Knights of the Drunk Watch. We just finished episode 8 of American Horror Story, The Winter of Discontent, and it was bloody. So let's start off with introductions. Hi, I'm Kate. I'm Crystal. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach of the Zach Baxter channel, and Andrew's going to say the magic words. Oh, we are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. And, and now our, our talk, talk begins. begins. All right. Kate, hit it with the nuggets. Okay, so we can start with the fact that like the Denim Boys have taken over the restaurant and the ladies are in the kitchen cooking, and they're not happy about it. Nope. So Beverly, Beverly is essentially like, if we cut off the head of the snake, the army will die. And Winter's like, oh no, don't do it, I can still sway him. And Beverly gives him a week, and then she's 
having <laughs> do with him. Yeah. So yeah. so that's kind of Beverly's goal here is like, listen, we were supposed to be e- equals, and right. we're not. That's not okay. Um, so we do get a couple of interesting background, and we'll we'll come back around to Beverly, but we do get some background flashbacks in this episode. Um, and one is two years ago, Halloween, mm-hmm. we see Kai and Winter, like, going onto the dark web and just ba- basically trolling people. Mm-hmm. And they get contacted by Pastor Charles, who brings them to a murder They're church. trolling ultra-right-wing conservatives. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like... Yeah, they're... I mean... But ultra. It, yeah, ultra. Yeah, they're just trolling them, and they get brought on by... Pastor Charles to bring them to the Danger House. That's not what it's called. No, it's called Murder the House, house of uh, House of. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll research it. Judgment House. Judgment House. Thank, yeah. thank you. Um, and it's essentially like a horror house of sins, right? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and at one point, they just Kai and Winter Kai is like, "No, we're saving these people. We're going to kill Pastor right. Charles instead." And that was when he got his. Like that was that was the, the catalyst for him, yeah, for yeah. him to be culty. Yeah, but why? Like, what then? From there was like, now I shall start a cult and I shall be in power. Well, I think there's a certain something when you. I don't know if that was the first person he ever killed, mm-hmm. but he also, but he like, got, he took all those people, yeah, who were who didn't have were power, victims, yeah. saved them, and and basically convinced them all. To do this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, they said, oh, we're going to call the police. Did it? I said, no, we're going to kill you. And they all went, okay. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's good. So he got, he felt empowered, I guess. That was his first time of, first taste of power. Oh. Maybe, and blame, maybe blood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they murdered that guy and also several Winter, times over. And also, Winter at his side, like, he says, what do you think? Let's do this. And she said, yeah, kill the motherfucker. So she seems fully on board yeah. with following what Kai says. At this point. Yeah. At that point. Well, at that yeah. point. well yeah. and I think in that situation, because even she, like, the more you saw both of them go through the whole house, he went into his whole, oh, I'm going to fight and save these people. And she was like, no, let's get the fuck out. Yeah, she wanted to leave. But then he was like, no, we'll save them. And she joined. The- yeah, she joined him in saving, even though... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that was ooh, that was that was, was rough. Well, it, I guess it also shows that, that yes, that was rough. It also shows that Winter's not really a leader. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she's just like, let's get the fuck out of here. We're yeah, and and well, Kai's a natural. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reaction is to get right. Out. Yeah. But Kai's the one that always wants to stand his ground and make a point. It seems mm-hmm. make a statement. Make a statement. So then, the, the other flashback we got was his introduction, Detective Samuels, or Detective Ralph. Detective Ralph is what we call him. Um, so if you don't get that, if you don't get that reference, you need to watch more Julie Detective Andrews movies of the nineteen sixties. Okay. I was hearing Ralph, and I'm like, "You're not saying it right." No, it's wrong. <laughs> and if you don't get that, you need to you need to watch more Julie Andrews movies of the 1960s. Basically, pretty um, much. So we see uh, Detective Samuels comes across him, and he's selling um, his brother's drugs from his prescription pad. Mm-hmm. And when uh, the detective wants to be partners with him and says, bring the money to my house, when he brings it by, he's trying to get down with the lady and that's not <sighs> working. Uh, I just don't get this scenario. If I was a detective and I was crooked and I was going to team up with a drug dealer, yeah. my stance would be 
leave the money outside. Or, or give them a time. Yeah, or give them mm-hmm. a time. Put the, or, at the very least, put the money down get the fuck out. Yeah. Not, let me type all my issues, my problems, I can't get it up. Well, like, it just seems very for, conversational. If, if the girl had not escaped... Cause, cause he would have gotten it up and gotten it on with her if he continued to was to able choke to choke her. her. Yeah. But, and she was like, "I'm out of here." Because otherwise, he would have been like, "Put it down." He would have seen Nepros as Kai. So who knows what Kai would have done? But a normal, the, the everyday drug user slash mm-hmm. cop team up, he would have gone in, put it seen down. that the guy was like, and flagrante, you know, and then put it down and gotten out of there, right? But, but Kai, but Kai, just you know, maybe you know, if it was the same moment where she rushed out. Still, probably would, uh, a normal person probably would have still gone in and said something. But uh, he wouldn't have been like ready to, to take control over mm-hmm. him. I just, yeah. I d- didn't believe the 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 part of of Detective Rolf being deeply intimate with Kai mm-hmm. on their second meeting. I didn't either. It didn't make any sense. I mean, he what was connection do you have deeply to deeply? I mean, he I gave him some deep, intimate secrets about yeah. himself. The only thing I can think is that he caught him in a moment of complete vulnerability. Vulnerability. And uh, so, well, and when his secret self wanted Kai to come on to him, yeah, is that what you think it was? I mean, the guy, the, the guy is, is was is for, to the very end. It was a closeted homosexual. Yeah. So do you think so? I, I okay, that's possible. I didn't read that in the scene. To me, it just felt like a very clunky written character scene. Mm. Where it's how like, did they well, meet? Ooh, they butt fucked. Yeah, it just seems. And then would you let a drug dealer butt fuck you on the second? I don't know. Some people would. Not me. Kate. No. Okay. I, I, just, I, just, I just didn't believe the scene. I, well, because we, we're also assuming... If they met at a bar, they were like googly eyes. Also, and like, oh, you're okay. also making assumption of the timeline. Your assumption that it, it's linear. This is the first that, that The first time, time we saw them together was money. the first time, yeah. and this was the first oh, time we dropped okay. off money. They could have made yeah, friends because, by because then. Because also, the, this episode is three weeks past, Yeah. you know, the, the, the shooting episode. I don't know. So... I think Kai is... Secretly bisexual. Oh, well, I don't well, think no, it's Kai was the one who said there is no gay and no straight. No, right, he's pansexual. Fine. Get, next thing I want to get to that I, we forgot to talk about in the nuggets, but we definitely need to bring up is the baby messiah. Oh God! Oh, attempt. What was that? Well, cause did they so even get? They didn't, they didn't I, even land the plane. To be fair, though, they got all three people in the room, and they like that's further <laughs> than I know would have gotten in that weird scenario. I would have yeah. just been giggling. Well, I wouldn't have gone. I think that. I mean, that it, for what is weird storylines? Motivation it's about there. Winter's thing because Winter is like all about Kai. Mm-hmm. Yet part of her no, even even though she's a murderer. Part of her knows that Kai, even she knows that Kai is fucked up. Part of her knows right. this. This is fucked up. The other up. part of her is like going, no, he's my brother and, and he's a leader. And another part of her is going, wake up. He's a loony, you know. Well, I think uh, maybe in, in, in the bin of loonies, he's the loony tunist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I think that's why she throws Beverly under the bus because Beverly. Had threatened Kai, so it was easy for her to throw the bus for shooting Detective Samuels, Detective yeah. Rolf, yeah. because 
She kind of didn't mean to and shoot him. And that also protects her. And th- that protected her. But, uh, you know, and, and of course, Kai's going to believe her over anybody else. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she kind of cocked off, shot him. New Beverly was going nowhere anyway. Threw her under the bus. But, yeah, I think until Kai cut Dr. Vincent's finger off. Yeah. I think she still... I think that is probably the breaking point for Winter. I can because see that's that. her brother. Yeah. Because... They were family. And- yeah. And, and so, it's like, you know, everything was telling her, he's crazy, he's crazy, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Vincent, being a psychiatrist, picked up on it right away. And then... But, but I think she was still kind of like under his sway. Yeah. And I think losing Vincent is going to be the deal breaker for her. And so... You know, the idea that, you know, does she team up with Allie? Well, I think Allie... Well, this is moving on to another nugget. Right, that's fine. Allie clearly, I think, clearly, is, is doing what she's doing to get into that cult so she can get her son. Get out yeah, of there. Yeah, get out. Her plan is an extraction plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't just become a member of the cult. All right, that was our talk back. Thanks so much, Andrew, for... <laughs> that, was, like, <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> Winter and Allie more. I mean, I just saying going back to the to the Menage a No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Menage a No. Thank you. Uh, I think. Menage a Na. Menage a Na. Menage a Na. not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think part of it was I think she was playing. I think she was playing along. I think at but some like, point so she thought this was like me, as far as what though for me, like as far as being a woman playing along when your brother says lay your receptacle down that's you don't it. lean no. back put your feet in the stirrups and show it show. to the right. brother I mean, to roll. Yeah, I mean, like, I that's a that's a bridge too far. I agree with that. Well, but or you, you don't lay, let him rub his limb dick on you. You gotta like, you gotta layer cults on top of all that. <laughs> And, but and, I, mean, I think she was conflicted that entire time, and she finally gave in to the conflict and said, screw this. But the reason why I say I play along, because Kai has done all these strategic little moves, like, we'll do this in Latin, and we'll do this satanic thing, and we're going to make this... Like, she... I think play she's seeing it... Yeah, I think she's seeing... Oh, my God. Happened. We forgot <laughs> well, about that scene. But that's what I'm saying. I, I, just, I don't think she... Uh, I think she saw the light that we saw it. This wasn't serious. Yeah. Until it was serious. Until there was a lip dick on her vagina. Like, I think she thought all this was just a game. Until for, then. For, yeah, maybe for her, sense. she could yeah. slip out while while my brother and, and Ralph get it on or whatever. You know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, until I got, I, I think she's, I think this episode is of Winter coming to realization of this is now real. It's gone to another level. Yeah. Like, before it was just playing and, like, we're just trolling people on the internet. Yeah. But now people are fucking dying. You just killed our brother. Yeah. And so, it's not playing anymore for Winter, I think. Well, yeah. But she's been involved in how many deaths already? So many. Like, all I mean, of them. Like, all, all of them. them. Yeah. She was there for the Changs and for the Coffin Couple. But again, uh, people maybe, were family. Yeah, it wasn't Well, yeah, no, I'd be right. They were family. But I'm just saying, it's like the murder... I mean, it's not that the murder of her brother... Put her over, is going to put her over the, the edge. Murder of her brother. It's the brother of her brother. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's. We have two minutes. We need to discuss Team Allie, Allie or Team Winter. Allie. Well, who said that they're going to be the same? Yeah, team? those aren't opposing teams. I think they're opposing teams. I don't. I do. Do you think Allie just wants to get in, get her son, and get yes. out? And yes. Winter wants to yes. take over yes. the Yes. Cult? I think they have two separate goals. 
But why can't they work I mean, together to achieve I don't that's true, but I don't. Winter wants to take over the cult, though. Yeah. I, I think Winter's going to realize the cult has to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's realizing her, her brother, brother has to go. Most definitely. But I think that when her brother, like, I, I think when her, she also realizes when the brother goes, the cult disappears. It's gonna, yeah. And she's like, and the other thing is, sorry, <clears throat> queso. Mm. You know, she takes her brother out. Is she any better than Kai? Kai. And then now she's alone. So she has to live with well, that loneliness. Ivy. Yeah. Oh, she Andrew, nobody wants Ivy. <laughs> nobody wants Ivy. Which she apparently does. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. She won't put up with them. And I, I, I think Winter's goal, like I said, is, like you said, disband the cult, disband Kai, maybe put him away. And I think... Allie's goal is, like you said, get her son and get the hell out. They could ultimately work together, but I don't think they have told each other each other's plan. There hasn't been no. any communication. Oh, no. but, 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 well, not but at all. You presented it as Team Winter Team. Okay, they're not Allie. working against they're each not other. Opposing teams. No, but they're they're definitely on different paths that may converge in the middle. They may have the same goal, right? But they're working at but it from that, but, but opposite ends. Your metaphor doesn't work in okay, that. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I used the word team. Can we also point out how now he has Allie in Beverly's outfit, and Beverly was originally supposed to be his right hand woman, yeah. and now Allie is. But Beverly's not dead yet. No. Yeah, where did Beverly go? Better. <laughs> where did Beverly go? The isolation know, chamber. Not a good place. More importantly, where place. the fuck is Francis Conroy? Where the fuck is Francis Conroy? I am not going to have just a one episode Francis Conroy. Oh, now that Manny was on TV. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> is so hard. Let's end it. Okay, right. So that was our talk back because we got to end because Manny was going to say lots of cute shit. Uh, he's secretly my husband. Let's uh, go. So. Uh, if you like this content, make sure to let the guys at The Horror Returns know. Leave a comment. You can find their podcast at thepodbean.com. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for letting us be a part of this great content. Oh, that's my alarm saying we're done. Uh, and if you like our content, we ha- we also watch The Walking Dead on Sundays. On Facebook, Live. we have talkbacks as well as that. And we also watch American Horror Story. All right. That's all I got to say. Andrew? We are the That's the Drug Watch. And, and now our talk has ended. ended. Good night, everybody. We'll see you on Sunday. All right. So you guys ready for uh, featured attractions? Let's do it. Okay, we celebrate the uh, return of the Saw franchise. Uh, with the new movie Jigsaw, as well as the 2004 original, which actually wasn't an original because there was a 2003 short that uh, Lee Winnell wrote and starred in. Um, you guys heard anything about the, the short? I've heard of it. I've never seen it, though. I haven't either. I almost clicked on it the other day, though. I should have watched it. Yeah, me too, man. I kind of want to go back and see it now. Um but anyway, the uh, the director of, of Saw was uh, I guess I guess he was kind of just getting started, but he's he's horror movie royalty now, and that's the one and only James Wan. Never uh, heard of him. Yeah, sure, <laughs> of course. Best in awesome. the business today, man. <laughs> hey, that's strong that, work. That, that guy's on top of it. Well, all the Conjuring movies, all the Insidious movies. Uh, didn't he do one of the Fast and Furious? Yeah, he did uh, Fast Fast Seven, and uh, the okay. upcoming Aquaman is also James Wan. Ah, really? okay, yep. maybe it'll actually be good then. <laughs>
writers were uh, Lee Wanell, uh, who 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 writes almost all of the films Juan directs, and he also starred in this movie as Adam. Um, really, basically, one of the two main stars, or I guess one of the three main stars, if you count Jigsaw. <clears throat> um, when they were filming it, all of the bathroom scenes were shot in chronological order, and they did this to make the actors feel more more what more like what the characters were actually going through in real time. Um, this movie did so well in its opening weekend that Saw Two was approved for production the very weekend the film opened. Nice. And uh, so James Wan, <laughs> very smart man. He took a gamble, and he decided to take zero upfront salary for the movie and opted instead for a percentage. Yeah, that was good a good call. idea. <laughs> so uh, who, wants, who wants to dive in, guys? Not all at once. I'll go first. <laughs> Actually, if you guys, it won't. I was kind of hoping I could on this one. Uh, oh, yeah, go, go for ahead. it. Yeah, two thousand four Saw is a <clears throat> is a really really good movie. Um, yeah. I wouldn't go quite so far as to call it a horror masterpiece, but there were some. Uh, it got a little little corny with some of the Rube Goldberg contra- contraptions and the believability of them being being able to be pulled off that way, but. Definitely a lot more believable than some of the later <laughs> movies in the franchise, and um, especially what we may talk about later tonight, um, as far as believability of how it could get pulled off. But um, I thought it was a really neat idea, and I could definitely see how a lot of sequels came out after this. Um, it was a small movie. Uh, I love the fact that it felt really, really. It, it made me extremely paranoid just watching the bathroom scenes uh, yeah. because basically you got two guys in there that are, that are chained and they're given just enough to, you know, kind of figure out what's going on slowly, but surely put the pieces together, but they're not given enough to actually, you know, get out of there in one piece. And uh, it just kind of goes to show you that how, whoever it is that's holding them in there is just, it's kind of like an evil genius, you know, that, that they knew exactly what they were doing and set them up. And like I said, it's not so far-fetched that you couldn't believe that this could, could be pulled off. I thought putting the cops in there um, and the fact that uh, Danny Glover's character became obsessed with it, I think that added a nice little wrinkle to it. Yeah, I thought he was great in the movie. Yeah. For sure. And and Ken, and Ken Ling, uh, one of his early roles, you, you, you guys remember him from Lost? He yeah. Showed, he showed up in the later seasons, and he's... Uh, He's a pretty big actor now, but I, I don't think he had done too much at all before this one. Um, Carrie Elways, man, I didn't even recognize him. He He's long different from his dashing, dapper <laughs> Princess Bride days. Uh, Love <laughs> is pain, Princess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some of those scenes with him, man, especially toward the end there, I mean, just... Ah, man, he pulled it off. I mean, he really had me believing that... And they did really good makeup work on this to make it... Because you could see after he had done what he does toward the end of the movie there to get to finally get out, you could just see how all the... He, he was really pale, and he looked, yeah. like, you know, he looked like he was starting to go, you know, starting to lose it and fade out very slowly. You could almost see it happening. And I thought Lee Winnell, considering this guy's a writer and not even really an actor, I thought he did a he did a really convincing job, man. I mean, they both first, sold first me, movie man. too, huh? Uh, what's that? This is the first acting movie, first acting yeah. movie, right? I, 
that doesn't surprise me too much. Um, I, I thought pretty much every, everyone in here did a good job. Speaking of lost, uh, Michael Emerson, the uh, the guy that was helping Jigsaw out, kind of like his lackey. Yeah. <laughs> and we find out there's a twist there at the end of why he's involved, which we didn't really think up to that point was the reason he was involved. But, uh, yeah, all in all, this is a really, really great, tight little horror movie. I loved it. Yeah, um, I also, I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it's definitely a classic. I mean, yeah. we get introduced to, like, Jigsaw, the character, is is iconic to me. And for a while, it, it definitely, you knew it was Halloween because there was a new Saw movie. That's that's how big this was for a period of time. And, you know, and we get introduced to, to James uh, Wan, who, like you said, went on to do The Conjuring, Insidious, you know. Had had his had his fingers in countless other horror movies, and you know this this movie is great. This is probably one of my favorites out of the series. I did watch the mm-hmm. series, and it was it got really of tough. You did. <laughs> but of course, it, it it got really tough near the end because it was yeah. just I don't know. It was just they were bringing back so many people, and was like they was connected. This 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 happened then, and it was it, it got a little confusing, but. You know, we're not talking about those. Talking about this one. Yeah, they're kind of uh, reaching there for a while. <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Carrie. Uh, what, how do you say, Elwes? Right. I thought he was great, especially toward the end when he yes. he just completely you know lost his mind. Absolutely, the only, dude. The only part I did not like was his interaction with his wife and kid. I just I didn't buy it really, especially with his really? kid. No, yeah, I, man, thought, I, I did. I it was a little cheesy, it. huh? Yeah, I thought no, I he was like, so. I don't know. I thought he was the corniest parent ever and just did not. <laughs> I don't know. You know, now now I'm saying that maybe that just was his character, that he did not know how to relate to his kid. But, <laughs> but I thought when when you got into the later part of the movie, he his acting really kicked in. Uh, Lee Wanell, I thought he was fine for what he did. Mm-hmm. And but um, Tobin Bell, what can we say? You know, that guy, that guy is just iconic in horror movies now because sure, yeah. because of this movie. So, yeah, uh, this is definitely um, high on my list. And uh, we get introduced. Well, not introduced, but um, she's been around for a while. We didn't even talk about Shawnee Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She um, she, she uh, ends up her character is a big part of this series and you know she gets introduced yeah. in this one and one of the most iconic uh jigsaw traps uh the reverse bear trap so yeah. yes <laughs> that was pretty creepy they even talk about that one in the new one yes <laughs> uh, yeah I, it's i i'm, I'm definitely a horror classic um Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know really what the difference between classic and masterpiece would be, but I, I would definitely put it right up there with uh, with with a series like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday mm-hmm. the 13th or whatever. It's just it just started later. Um, sure. But anytime you have, you know, an original idea with a very convincing bad guy like that, that's uh, that, that can become iconic. Yes. Uh, of course, they're gonna, you know, kick the dead horse and <laughs> and, and bring out eighteen <laughs> other movies. Uh, but that just goes to show you how good the first one was. And I think it was a really cool original idea in Hollywood. I loved that. Uh, 
I, I love that whole little twist section at the end that they do. I love the uh, where they you know reveal everything, and uh, I liked that it. it was kind of a uh, like a really tense horror thing, but it was also sort of a crime drama at the same time. I thought Danny Danny Glover did great. Um, Carrie Ewells did he he was he, he was all right. I could definitely see where you're coming from. You know where he was kind of cheesy and kind of corny, and he was kind of sure. like that pretty much the whole movie. Um, uh, the, uh, the other dude, the writer that, uh, that acted, he, there were, there were a couple of scenes where I wasn't exactly buying him, but, uh, uh, for the most part, I thought he did pretty kick ass. Um, I mean, it was just, it was a real raw movie. It looked very, you know, low, especially from where Saw is today, it looked, uh, kind of like low budget and, and you yes. were like watching the beginnings of something great. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I I really enjoyed it, man. It was it was great to watch, especially if you forget about all the other like sequels and stuff, and just go back and watch this one. It was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes smaller is better, you know. Yeah, something like this, and um, you know, like I, like I alluded to earlier, the the traps that 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 he started creating, like in the second, third, fourth movie, and then especially in Jigsaw, <laughs> it's just like. It's almost like sometimes you see something set up and it's like, oh, wow, that was really cool. But then you think back and you're like, now, wait a minute. How did he know that that exact person was going to be at that exact place and pick up a uh, tape recorder that has their name on it? And, you know, <laughs> and he didn't do a whole lot of that in this one. That's what was so well, cool is basically also, it was just kind of all set, all set up just for those two people. Yeah, that's true. Now, why... I think I missed it. Why did he pick up uh, Carrie Yules, Elwiz, whatever the hell his name is? Mm-hmm. Why, why did Why did he choose him? Because he seemed like a pretty good dude, except that he almost cheated on his wife. Yeah, and I think He's like bored with his life. Yeah, I think That's, he thought there was more. Uh, I think Tobin Bell's character might have thought there was even more going on than there was, and it didn't have something to do with. Um, the way he acted at the hospital, I think, because that's where, of course, that Tobin Vale was staying there in that hospital. Weren't, weren't there some other things going on with him that kind of pissed off Tobin Bell's character? Yeah, I yeah. think it was like it was I felt like it was kind of stretching. I was like, mm-hmm. this is the guy that you're going to choose to, you know, redeem by murder. <laughs> like, what, at least have you- a good <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think, Brian? You think there was a good reason that that he was chosen, or do you think he uh, Jigsaw yeah, I, made a better I, pick? I think he was one of his physicians when he was in the hospital with his brain cancer, and mm-hmm. I think I don't think oh my gosh, uh, they didn't maybe. really cover it that well. But I don't think I think maybe he just kind of glossed over his case and didn't really properly help him. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay, it maybe, sounded like maybe was, he, maybe he, he felt he, like he was partially to blame, you know, for uh, the diagnosis and everything. I, I guess mean, we're not dealing with a perfectly sane person here, obviously. Well, yeah, you know? that's true. But I mean, I feel like in, in a lot of the later movies, he has reasons for choosing these specific people. And then, you know, as okay. the story goes on, you find out the reasons that he chose these specific people. Sure. And as the story goes on in this one, you find out reasons why he probably shouldn't have chosen that guy because he seems like a pretty good dude. Uh, anyway, that was that was probably my only real gripe about the 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 movie. 
Yeah, it's a it's a good thing to bring up because you know now I'm thinking about it. You know, it's not really. I don't know if he really done anything that horrible. And then the guy that takes pictures. I mean, he seems like kind of a douchebag, but yeah, yeah, the voyeur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy who's basically a private detective. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean that's his job. Uh, he's he's kind of a dick, but I don't I don't right. know if he. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it's worth chase. There's a lot of other people that does that, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would say the only I would say the only thing that I found kind of I I, di- I didn't find any of that too hard to swallow because I I just kind of thought he's a bit of a psychopath anyway, so he's basically playing God, so he's gonna just pick the people to kill that he just wants to fuck with, you know. And he's yeah. basically it's not really necessarily in this first movie. It, it got more toward the later movies. It was more they did actual specific evil deeds. Or things that led right. to people's deaths. This one, I think it was more just, look, I'm just trying to pick a couple of people and just explain to you that you guys are taking your health and, you know, your good health in your life for granted. Whereas I'm about to die, you know, let's give you let's give you something to go through that's going to make you really appreciate your life. And if you do survive it and come through, you're going to be a better person. You know, like like the like the the, uh, the the drug addict was the, the lady you talked about earlier, Brian Shawnee Smith. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and, uh, I think was her name. So you know, I mean, I, that's kind of what I. So the only thing I found a little hard to swallow in the whole thing is how long were they in that room? Did it start? At, it started at ten p.m. and they had until six, right? So like eight hours. Yeah. So you mean Around to tell that. me to- Tobin Bell is going to lay there perfectly still in the middle of the room with them thinking he's I, a corpse without having to get up, he, piss, or take a shit or anything? Didn't he inject himself with something? Is that what it was? So he basically. I believe. I believe out. so. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes a little bit more sense. Gave himself like a tranquilizer, huh? Yeah. He well, just. Uh, he just conveniently woke up at the right time. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, I mean, it, it's a, it, they they sure didn't try very hard to cut those chains. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I'm going to saw real furiously for like 10 seconds and then give up. Right. Well, and I, I don't think I would have been sawing on the chain itself. I think I would have been sawing on, on the lock. You know, that's a lot thinner. Yeah, metal, something. You know? But I feel like if even though it's a dull blade, if it's if right. it's sharp enough to cut through your bone, yeah. which obviously it was, <laughs> right. then I'm pretty sure. In you know eight hours, you could probably get through a lock. <laughs> yeah, I would have at least given it a bit more of a of a shot too. Uh, yeah, or you could have been like Donnie Wahlberg and uh, believe it was three. Mm-hmm. You just uh, you just break your foot, and slide it through. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, we knew we all knew it was coming as soon as we saw that those saws. Or I don't know about you guys, but I I knew that I knew somebody was going to be. Cutting off a body part to get out of there. I, I just kind of oh, saw yeah. that writing on the wall there. Yeah, I mean, my final thoughts on this one is I just, I thought it was a really great, uh, tense, little, um, tiny horror movie. And that's what I liked about it. And that and that's what I began to progressively dislike as the movies went on and on. Is they, they tried to get a little bit too elaborate, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm with there with you, um... It was more, I was into the story more in the beginning of the franchise, and it, it just became more about, you know, watching how people die. Mm-hmm. And the stories got a little, little thinner. And right. 
just wasn't nothing there but you know this this is where it started and this is this is definitely iconic movie and it it started something something big and you know i'm looking at the budget here this movie was only a little over a million dollars to make mm-hmm and it went on to gross over a hundred million, so it just tells you right. what kind what kind of a phenomenon this this movie was at the time. Yep, de- definitely helped James Wan to uh, build his empire. Yep. Well, if you guys are ready for scores, uh, we can we can dive in. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I uh, I saw this movie when it very first came out at the theater. <clears throat> I thought it was really good then. Um, I, on the rewatch, I you know a couple of plot holes, of course, that you pick up. You could tell it was an early movie, um, but yeah, I mean, I still give this a real good, strong seven. This this is a really good horror movie, and it's definitely you know watch sev- It's worth several rewatches for sure. Strong oh, seven. Yeah. Um, I am going to go just a little bit higher than you. I'm giving it a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything you said, man. Uh, this is definitely the best one out the series and you get so many you you get tobin bell's jigsaw which is just up there with you know sir you know is he really a serial killer because he never really kills anybody i don't know yeah technically he doesn't does he he puts yeah, him in so, a position to to die <laughs> yeah so i mean i think that just adds to his character you know how he's able to get people to do these things himself and is you know real psychological and Definitely, he's up there with with uh, a lot of horror villains, and maybe we'll do another uh, villains with uh, you know in the March Madness episode. That's not a bad idea. Maybe he'll be on there. Maybe he'll be on there. Might make the cut so, next time. Yeah, so hey, I'm gonna go for, with uh, seven and a half. For an old man with uh, with cancer, that dude is uh, pretty limber. Yeah, <laughs> he takes people right. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I loved it. I'm gonna go pretty high. I'm gonna say uh, eight and a half. Um, wow, I think nice. it's a, I think it's a classic. I I mm-hmm. think if you haven't seen this movie, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You got to watch it. Right. If you if you if you haven't seen this movie and you're listening to our show, then you're completely wrong. I would be. I would be I would be shocked if any of our listeners haven't seen this before. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's it's great, man. I think it was really original for uh, when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think they you know over went overboard. It's like it's like a really good song that comes on the radio and then they just play the shit out of it. it that's yep. that's what happened with Saw, you know. So, um, Saw but the, that's what happens with a lot of movies. Saw was the despacito of its time, huh? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But yeah, you get my point. Um, I, I liked it, man. I think it's uh, I think it created a new horror icon and a new franchise. Um, when in a time when we were losing those people, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Child's Play and and Jason and Freddy and all were were kind of sliding downhill in two thousand four. So Saw picked mm-hmm. up where they left. Yeah, it was something fresh. Yep. Yeah. Very good way to put it. All right. Well, that brings us to Jigsaw. Um, so now we're up to 2017. And uh, D- D- Jigsaw was directed by uh, Michael and Peter Spierig. Why Why is that? Na- why do those names sound familiar, Brian? Uh, they're doing an upcoming movie called Winchester. And what else did they do? They did some... Uh, they they did 
did a movie uh, called uh, Predestination. Daybreaker. Yeah, they also did. Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was also saying they did Daybreakers, which I thought was a decent little vampire movie. I've never seen that. Yeah, um, both movies uh, have Ethan Hawke in it. So mm-hmm. I think I've seen that one. It's been a long time. I'll have to. I don't know. I watch a lot of dumb movies sometimes. <laughs> yeah, is it uh, Brian? You know if it's on on Netflix or not? Uh, Predestination. Yeah, either uh, of those. I know I own Daybreakers, so uh, okay. I don't think that's on there. Predestination might be on Netflix. I'll have to look for it. I've, I've been I've been told good things about that movie. Yeah, this is it a time travel. A little bit of time travel in it. Uh, I think so, man. I think it's kind of similar to what we did a couple of weeks ago. I think it's a time loop type thing. Okay, I think yeah. so. Those are good when they do them right. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the writers of, of Jigsaw were Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg, also known for Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 Double D. I love those movies. <laughs> even, even though Saw 3D, the final chapter, uh, was originally intended to be the final movie of the franchise, in 2012, the studio Lionsgate had expressed, it, had expressed interest in continuing the franchise, and they were even contemplating rebooting it. Then in 2016, the development for Jigsaw was officially confirmed. Uh, this is actually the first Saw movie, in fact, to be released more than a year after the previous, as you guys were talking about the uh, uh, the Halloween tradition they had there for several mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And, and this does take place 10 years after the events of Saw 3, which is the movie that features the death of Jigsaw. As we'll tie all that together, I'm sure. Uh, so I went first on Saw. Who who wants to go first on this one? Um, I'll go. Um, I thought this was a fun movie. Was it the best out of the franchise? I don't know. I've I've, I've had a chance to watch the other ones more than once, but I had a lot of fun with this. Um, I did enjoy the uh, how they kind of brought. Tobin Bell back into the story, but also explain why he was in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, hard hard to explain that without hitting spoilers, huh? Yeah, so oh, yeah. This, uh, this I'll wait has, on that. This one has spoilers written all over it, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but I thought I thought the the kills and the torture devices were were cool. Um, I I did enjoy the story. I didn't like the uh, introduction of. Uh, a new character to the to the series. I, I'm I'm assuming he's going to be a part of the series now. And um, okay. yeah, it's very hard to not really talk about this without even giving anything away because I I just like how the story played out. It, for the most part, I was able to spot who the who the killer was. And um, were you? I, yeah, um, I'll get into that. that. How, how in the world did you do that? I'll I'll get into that. Um, because uh, my my wife and son actually went with me, and I just kept like leaning over. I was like, "That guy is the killer," and then I leaned no over, kidding. and yeah, and then um, they did a little timeline thing in here, and I was able to spot that. Okay. So, um, but overall, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it it kind of brought me back because um, this was like one of those movies, like like I said in the previous review, when it was Halloween, it was Saw time, and it was it was just kind of fun to go watch these kind of movies in the theater, and sure. it, it kind of brought it kind of brought me back to that. So, um, a lot of fun with this movie. 
Yeah. I, I, I'll agree with you on that, man. It was definitely a lot of fun. It was, uh, I, I liked it, man. It was pretty good. There was a lot of, uh, things you kind of have to look past. It's a lot of stupid people making stupid decisions sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would you do that? What are you doing? That makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah. It, but, it, it, if you guys talk to John Heater, you can, uh, get me a soundbite from my stupid people segment. Okay. And uh, his Napoleon Dynamite, you just need to get him to say, idiot! <laughs> Go! <laughs> yes. there, there, there was some, there was some not too smart people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, why are you going over there? There's nothing good that's going to come out of this. <laughs> but, uh, um, and, some of the acting was a little chintzy. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll go with that word. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I mean, there was some there was some cornball shit in there sometimes. Okay, uh, but it was it was really fun to watch, man. I I, mm-hmm. I did not see the plot twist coming. Um, yes, I didn't nor really, nor did I. I. It was yeah. I I I, I kind of. But I went in there not trying to figure it out too, you know. I was I was letting I was letting Saw do what Saw does, you know. They were they were I was there to have a good time, and they were just going to show me a show, and uh, I was not disappointed. It was fun. Cool. All right, time to throw the cold water on. Um, <laughs> didn't really care too much for this one, guys. Um, way 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 too far fetched for me. There was. Um, I did. I, I will say this. I will say this right off the bat um, because the people who don't want to hear the spoilers, you know, won't won't hear us talk about you know what the twist was. I will say I enjoyed the twist to an extent, but I could have sworn looking back that I, that there were, and I have to rewatch this movie because I could have sworn there was at least one scene where once they got to the twist, it couldn't have happened because there was something that overlapped. But I have to go back and double check on that. Um, but let's say that they don't. Let's say that they did pull it off just right and film it exactly enough to kind of fool us with our persistence of vision and, and assumptions on what's going on, when it's going on. Um, I thought the acting was just fucking horrible in this movie. I thought that all the <laughs> characters were... I think Chensi was an understatement, dude. I mean, this, this was some bad, bad, bad acting from a lot of different people. Um, I will. Uh, one of the bright spots. I, I will say that if either of you two guys says that the uh, says that the red hot uh, the uh, the redhead with the uh, tattoos wasn't fucking smoking hot, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call I, I, I was. You know right what? Now. I was. I was gonna. I was gonna correct you when you said hot because she definitely is smoking hot. Yeah. 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 Kind of well, on the dangerous side, you know. That's what I like. <laughs> obviously, why she got the part because I'm pretty sure it was not her acting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the acting really, really took me out of this. Now, when Tobin, she was an awful convenient character too. I thought, I thought that was very a little overboard. Convenient. <laughs> and she wasn't the only one. Okay. Here's what yeah. I hated about this movie most of all the the fuck the fucking way that that they set up. And I like, and I, oh, I can't go into spoilers, but I like the way they did tie two things together, which, you know, we can talk about in a little bit. But um, I really, I could not swallow. Yeah, there was one scene, it, this isn't a big spoiler, it was really, really early on, where it was set up, like I, like I was saying, for one specific person to pick up a tape recorder and it had their name on it. 
How in the world did he know that that person would do that thing to get to that place where that tape recorder was? Because he's an idiot. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it was just a little too Rube Goldberg for me, I guess I would say. But yeah, um, that, and you know, that's what I was saying about the about how uh, the, the series went on. It, it just kind of mm-hmm. went into that and it, it kind of took away from the story. I'm wor- I'm kind of worried about the writing now for, for the Winchester House movie because if these are the two guys that did it, but I guess they're not the people necessarily who wrote it. Um, I don't know, guys. It, 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 was a, it was a lot for me to swallow, and it was just, um, with the exception of Tobin Bell, and, and, and everybody knew he was going to be in here, which, it, you know, it, it could be a flashback or whatever. You never, you never know. So, because movies have shown flashbacks before, but, I mean, he's always good. But other than that, I don't think there was one redeeming acting performance in this whole movie, was there? Did I miss something? Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't think a lot of these characters are even supposed to last that long for them to put on some kind of mm-hmm. acting performance. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't even notice that it the, was I the... I thought the um, cop was okay. Hey, it was the, sup- the Supergirl from Smallville uh, was in it. Did you even, guys even recognize that it was Laura Vandervoort? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't even recognize her until afterwards when I was looking through the credits. But she's uh, she's she's quite a she's quite a pretty young lass in her own right. So um, they did they did have some really good looking chicks in the movie for the gals. They had some they had some beefcake for them to enjoy. So you know can't hate them too much for that. But ah man, it was too far fetched for me, guys. Too far fetched. No, far fetched. It definitely was. I can, I can see that. Yeah, that's pretty much where the franchise went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, score time. Yep. Uh, I will give it a shit. <laughs> that's not a very good score. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, come on. You oh said God. you had fun, man. I did have fun, but. The rating I was going to throw it out puts it in line with the first one, and there's no. I know, way. right? I was about to go with that too, and I was like, "Man, I don't know if it's quite there." But okay, it's uh, I'm gonna I'm give it a six, which okay. is to me to bad. me is not a bad score. It was fun. It's just uh, there was some some minor things that was just I don't know. Actually, I'm a I'm gonna go I'm. Okay, I'm gonna rewind. I'm gonna up my score. I'm I'm kind of there with you, Philip. I'm a, I'm gonna up my score with Saw to eight, mm-hmm. and I, I'm gonna give okay. this I'm gonna give this a Legit. soft six and a half. There you go. Okay, I had I, I, I had I had fun I had fun with it. I I thought yeah. the story could have been better. And uh, Lance, you're right with the acting. It it was bad, but also to be fair, I don't I don't think we were supposed to get used to any of these characters attached to them in any way. So okay. I think they serve their purpose. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I, I, you know, makes out. sense. Every, everything you say is legit. All right, hang on. I got a crying little one. Give me, give me like uh, two minutes. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh no! You hear that, Brian? Yeah. Oh, I guess I guess while he's there, we can discuss. Uh, what our plans are for the for the kids Halloween show? Okay. Uh, you want to? You guys want to try to do it one night this week? Then just kind of yeah, that's fine. Up. Yeah, I I don't know. My my daughter went to go stay at her aunt's, and I told 
I told them to have her here by three, and she's still not even here. So, hey, man, not not a big deal. Caitlin and Addison uh, weren't able to come out today either. So, okay, you know, cool. It, it's been kind of chaotic. Hopefully, we'll uh, hopefully listeners will release the show before Halloween, or at least on Halloween Day. Um, okay. If not, unfortunately, this year it may be a couple of days after. But hell, you know, it's the spirit of the holiday still. You know, that's what counts. Yeah. So the uh, the three movies we're going to re- be reviewing are going to be uh, what uh, what are they, Brian? Uh, Boo Two, Child's Play, and Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's right. You, you folks heard it right. We're actually letting the little ones see Child's Play. <laughs> and I've okay. got a feeling. Sorry. That, hey, no problem, man. I've got a feeling that mine might go into a little bit of the others because they've seen all the all the Chucky movies now. <laughs> yeah, great. My uh, grandparenting. <laughs> well, my mine's mine's seen uh, Child's Play quite a few times. So awesome. All right, so uh, <laughs> Philip, I think we we were getting to your score, man. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I think uh, I, I think I'm gonna go on six and a half. Also, okay, um, not bad. It was yeah. It was it was it was cheesy, mm-hmm. and um, it it is what it is, man. I mean, you went to the movie to see a cheesy, gory horror movie, and uh, they did they pulled that off. Okay. I thought it was fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I didn't totally hate it. It's definitely not a bottom five. I um I I I, I will say that up until the twist, um, I would have given it probably half a point lower. But I thought it was kind of neat the way they kind of played with your mind with the timeline there. Uh, I thought yeah. they did a pretty decent job pulling that off. Like I said, I think there was one mistake, and if I go back and find it, I'm going to point out what it is on the next show. But um, all that being said, um, I, I will, I'll give it a three and a half. Definitely Yikes. not. Yeah, definitely not one, not one of the. That's not bad, dude. That's not one of the worst of the year. That means it's one not third good. good. Ain't nothing wrong with one third good. <laughs> one third good. good. Hey, let me put it to you this way: If I hadn't gotten my movie pass and seen it on the movie pass, I probably would have been a lot more pissed off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm working uh, on getting that thing myself, actually. Real yeah, quick, uh, to, real quick, I need to put in the Rotten Tomato scores. Okay. Uh, Jigsaw came in at 39%. Ouch. But it came at an audience score of 82%. Whoa! That makes more sense. (laughs) There you have it. Hey, at least it was a horror movie on the Horror Returns. (laughs) So fun, but not necessarily a great story. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, But it is full of spoilers. Yes, it is. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Uh, what do you What are you guys thinking about the twist? The t- the time the time switch there. Um, I seen it coming. Um, I didn't. I, okay. I'm glad you did, man. You saw a lot of shit coming, Philip, and I didn't. It sounds like. I synced it. Did you? Yeah, I. I oh. No. Did you see it coming, <laughs> Phil? No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. I didn't either. Okay, I okay that was I, him. I thought he. Okay. I thought he was in the present timeline. I'm gonna explain why I thought there was a a time difference. It's because of these bodies. There was no way he was getting these bodies out after they died. 
and okay. setting them up in all these different places. Because uh, I, I believe the scene where the guy died in the I don't even know what that contraption was that was attached to the motorcycle. Oh yeah, oh the yeah, it, it lowered him. Down. Yeah, Logan because the, the body. <laughs> The body, the body was put in the the warehouse closet where the where the chick had all the the jigsaw contraptions. Right. But then you cut to the next scene where the the main girl Anna is in. She's not even that far from where he died. She's she's already in the next room, and I'm like, how how did you get the body in there? This had to have happened in two different timelines. Okay, makes sense. I I didn't see that big of a timeline. The ten year gap. Right, but it, I just figured it. There's no way he's getting these bodies out because they wasn't really moving when they moved on to the next area. It wasn't that big of a, a jump, you know. It was only like a sure. room over. So that's that's where I seen that and where I caught where it was the the doctor Morti- What what was he uh, worked in the morgue or whatever the forensic mm-hmm. guy? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, where he. F- found the flash drive inside yes. the guy's neck. I thought that was a little too I don't know. I'm not I don't yeah, I don't do autopsies or forensic science, but all of a sudden he was like, "What is this?" and then he stuck the tweezers inside the guy's neck and then pulled it out. I don't know how you <laughs> saw this. And then I found I thought the one scene where he found the, the jigsaw piece missing from the chick's tongue. Mhm. Sure. I just kind of felt like he knew where to look so i i just kind of was like this guy I, I leaned to my wife and i was like that's 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 the new jigsaw but then ah, i thought i was wrong i thought okay. i was wrong at the end with the scene with the laser collar but then she pointed out she was like no i think you're still right because right if that was if that was if those were laser cutters why didn't his head split open i was yeah, thinking that too actually blood. yeah that was kind of weird but he sure fooled the other guy didn't he yeah yes. i mean i thought he was dead Mhm. Yeah, I thought I thought so too, but my wife just was like, "Why didn't it cut his head? It just cut his." Yeah, head. like I thought he was dead, but I was like, "Wow, that was kind of disappointing." Yeah, right. <laughs> <True>. you know, <laughs> for lasers coming at your head, I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is gonna be cool." <laughs> yeah, <Nope>. yeah. <laughs> it was kind of cheesy, though. I don't think they have that kind of technology in morgues, really, do they? Those laser cuts. Yeah, and a, a, another thing I had a problem with the guy though. I guess he was supposed to be more like the c- comedy relief, the guy, the the, yes. the dumbass that oh, stuck his yeah. neck, that got his leg caught. Yeah, did yes. he really? Did he really do something that horrible? Um, right. Yeah. What was his sin? He wasn't the one that he, stole the motorcycle. No, he he did the he, pocket. He was drunk and stupid and standing up in the back of his buddy's car when he was a teenager. Right. And they reach back to get him and he falls out and they crash. Yeah. Yeah, Who hasn't done that? I mean, seriously. Well, I I haven't fallen out of a car. I've got 25 dead buddies right now. (laughs) Just ran into shit and blew up. Jigsaw doesn't find us. I mean, granted, you know. Sit down, asshole. You're drunk, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah, they, they were speeding down the street, right? Speeding, and the guy was not look, you know. And I can't imagine that he was the only one drinking. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I kind of, I kind of felt like compared to pickpocketing a lady's purse and not giving her a inhaler and kind of watching yeah. her die, 
Oh my god, how satisfying was it when she fucking died? I was like, somebody kill this bitch already. And then also, you know, me and and my wife talked about this movie. I was like, I just, I thought it was kind of unfair that guy died compared to somebody that smothered their fucking baby and blamed the husband who later kills himself. I was like, that's not even on the same level. So I didn't understand why he was, I I thought they were going to, because they mentioned he was like a shady business guy. Yeah, I thought they were going to allude to something else he did, but it just never. They they didn't really sell that point to me, and I, I just kind of yeah, felt like right. unfairly got. He his was just a up. generic douchebag. There was yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Again, like like the points you were making about the first Saw movie. It's not like he picked. He, okay, uh, Tobin Bell, or rather Jigsaw, the Punisher. He ain't. <laughs> yeah, the Punisher would be very very careful to pick the people who absolutely needed to die and make sure that they bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just kind of seems to arbitrarily pick a couple of people who, like, uh, irritate him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I kind of compare some of these these to, like, his protégés, his followers that helped him after, because they started, I felt, you know, re-watching the older movies, or the movies in the series, I kind of felt like nobody ever really did anything wrong. It was more of they just killing people. And that really just yes. took away from the overall story. And, True. But, uh, yeah, I just, I thought he just unfairly died. And, but I will say I did enjoy the kills in this. It was very gory and there, there looked like a lot of practical effects. And, um, I'm yeah. always big on that, especially, um, the one with the, like you said, the, the lady with the part that snatched the purse. Yeah. yeah, that 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 was very with the with the acid that just came, you know, spartan out the side of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was very gory. And then the, the hell up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and yeah. then the and then the laser cutter scene at the end, which turned that guy into a, a demogorgon <laughs> from Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> well, and I like the, uh, the guy they had on the table, too, with like half his face gone. Oh, that was, yeah, that was pretty cool, that was man. Cool that was yeah. cool. But um, overall, I I thought I thought the kills were nice to see. the The contraptions mm-hmm. were pretty cool. You know, some of them didn't make sense, right? Um, uh, but the story just was uh, just falling just fell a little short, especially with the sure. with the hot redheaded chick. You know, she was clearly to put there to make us think that that was the killer, which it couldn't have been that right. easy. Yeah, especially yeah, when I, they I found the warehouse. Possibly been her, yeah. Yeah, she, she just conveniently had a warehouse. Morgue yeah. and build all these elaborate fucking things that are, you know, uh, a tribute to to Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A little but, a little far fetched. But yeah, you're you guys are spot on. You know, she's hot as shit because yeah. even even when even when she just got her hair pulled back with glasses, I'm like, you're pretty fucking hot to work in a lab. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I've got guys, I've got a major I've got a major gripe about her specifically. Okay. And it goes back to something that a friend of the show, Patrick Lear, posted. He said, what's the one thing that was really good in the 80s that's really missing in horror movies today? Areola! <laughs> Gratu- gratuitous nudity. <laughs> Come on, guys. Couldn't, couldn't we have at least gotten a few topless scenes? I mean, uh, we got, this was R-rated, right? We got partial boob. With the, the, as it was the, being split apart, yeah, <laughs> right. That's that, that's what we got. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's it's not it's not that time no more. I guess. I guess. Maybe maybe we can maybe we can revitalize it, man. Bring it back. Bring boobs back. There you go. Maybe we can get <laughs> Save with the tatas. Uh, maybe we can get with it's Lars. Breast cancer not. <laughs> we can get with Lars and uh Justin and a couple of our other listeners who who are in the filmmaking industry. <laughs> and we can we can revitalize the gratuitous uh, nudity Look, horror movie as a genre. I'm telling you, we slap a pink ribbon on that thing, and we can get there a whole lot go. of like breast cancer stuff <laughs> to go along with it, and then it'll be like female empowerment. Show Absolutely. you Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we can be a part of that. Uh, what was it? Hashtag uh, free the nipple. Free there the nipple. Go. Yep. All right. Anything else you oh, guys want to bring oh, up? Real, real quick, Lance. What was the thing that you said you had to go back and look? I was interested. Yeah. Uh, I just thought for some reason when uh, the set with the the part when Tobin Bell was um, speaking with those two people, I could have sworn that they got mixed up in the current timeline with the cops that they were in the same scene together. Obviously not. I mean, I know it was just my mind playing tricks on me, but for some reason. Looking back, I thought, wait a minute, that can't be the case because they were they were in the same exact exact scene with the current people, but I guess not because I think when the cops found their bodies, they were all decomposed and everything, right? Yeah, uh, when if I don't know if you guys want to, they're all on Netflix, but if you rewatch the series, there there's a lot of time jumping, and basically mm-hmm. the whole series uh, happens within you know a specific time period. Sure. Like one of the later movies in the franchise actually happens before one of the movies earlier on in the series, and they do a lot of a lot of time jumping and. Okay, they kind of so. play, they're they're known for playing fast and loose with it. I don't even think I've yeah. seen in any of the movies after like number four or five. Oh, I the, just the, got the last one is with them. the last one is fucking terrible. That's what it I've is, heard, man. The yeah, 3D, it was is. that the three D one or whatever. Yeah, where they brought back uh, Kerry Elwes, and oh. he apparently he's been helping since the first one. Oh, oh I never, I didn't really? watch that one. Yeah, oh, sorry, oh. Spo- spoiler. Oh, no worries. That that yeah. actually kind of no, makes good. me want to watch it. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of you know. Oh, this guy was like the head of the SWAT team, so let's make him the main person in part five, and mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of that going on. It just seems like a lot of these. If you're a detective in the Saw franchise, you're going to die, basically. Yeah, yeah, you're either going to oh. die or you're going to be working for because it's it, it all. Point. Yeah, it always seems like yeah, neither sure. you're going to be working for him or you did something horrible in your past. You have to pay for. Yeah. Which or I do. Are you just irritated that grouchy old Tobin Bell? Yeah, which I knew that guy was going to die. I was like, right. you're you're not Jigsaw, but you probably did a bunch of horrible shit, and you're going to die. And mm-hmm. he died very horribly. Indeed. <laughs> that was kind of cool, though. I did like, I will yeah, say, fun I, to watch. The special, I did like the special effects in this movie for the most part. And, again, it was a horror movie. <laughs> yes. Um, so you guys uh, said, said your piece, or anything else to add here? Uh... Yeah, I think uh, that's all that yeah. I can think of. About it on that one. All Go right, Astros. Cool. All right. Well, uh, so as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean. Uh, what else, Brian? Uh, I think we're on, yeah, we're on Tumblr now, Tumblr? which, uh, yeah, uh, don't go for Tumblr for any news. I'm just going to post the shows, any news on, uh, upcoming episodes and stuff. Okay. And, uh, also our Facebook group. Rep Facebook, uh, the horror returns and also the horror returns group. And, uh, we love, we love to have you in there guys. We're up to what you said, 311 last count, I think, right? Yeah, might be a little bit more. We're we're getting an influx of uh, people wanting to join the group, and that is awesome because we love talking to all you guys about whatever. Because <laughs> bring uh, it on. As, as we read earlier, that's where Stephen uh, posted about the Astros. So uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about, uh, cool. yeah, join the group. Hell, friend yeah. me if you want to. I don't pay attention to Facebook a whole lot, so I might not respond to you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Brian... Don't feel bad. I do the same thing with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're really into Twitter. I I, I don't even get on Twitter, so uh, feel yeah. free to reach out to us through any, any of those methods for sure. Absolutely. Um, and most importantly, if you use Apple uh, or get into iTunes, uh, please, folks, please rate us and review us. Um, uh, again, we're getting ready for... I think, I think once a quarter we're going to do a T-shirt giveaway, so... If you do the rating and reviewing on iTunes, we guarantee you, you will get a t-shirt. It may take a little longer, but we'll get it for you. Um, next week, speaking of not going horror anymore, um, we pursue the Hammer of the Gods with Thor Ragnarok and also Valhalla Rising. Uh, so, until the horror returns again, good